maybe Tiger. Winston Duke should be cast in every movie that is made. Yeah. And the fact that he isn't is just unforgivable. Um, and definitely the, the lady that played Shuri in there from Black oh, Panther. Yeah. yeah. Um, God damn, what's her name? I can't think of it off the top of my head. Neither can I, and I feel really bad. We're the worst. Look, we're old. Yeah, she would probably be Daisy. It's fun. Anyway, fan casting. Neil Gaiman books. No, um, welcome back to I forgot what I titled my mythology series. I actually don't think I titled it anything. Emily's fairy tale. No, no, no that, that was different. Different difference between series. fairy tales and myths. <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean, I guess you could consider like fairy tales to be like Danish mythology, but I mean, I guess you could wrap it all up in they are stories people tell. Yeah, I think mythology serves more of a cultural, sometimes religious purpose. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to talk about a Nazi, who I have some factoids on. Who is a Nazi for people who may not be familiar? Yeah, I mean... I'm assuming you have... I I hadn't opened my notes yet, like some kind of fucking idiot, so... My notes for the episode we're recording after this have been open for 15 minutes. (laughs) Sometimes, before recording, you take a long shower and you get distracted by Annie Lennox and scenes from American Gods. (laughs) Your life is weird, but okay. First, I'd like to shout out... Neil Gaiman, Wikipedia, and the website wilderutopia.com for making this mini possible. All right, so Anansi is the is a trickster god from West Africa. Uh, he often takes the shape of a spider and is considered to be the god of all knowledge of stories. Hmm. Uh, he is also one of the most important characters of West African and Caribbean. Caribbean? Pirates of the Caribbean. I think it's Caribbean. Okay. It's Caribbean if it's a cruise. It's Caribbean if it's anything else. <laughs> Uh, the Anansi tales are believed to have originated in the Ashanti people in Ghana. Um, the word Anansi in, I think it's Akon or Akan, uh, it just means spider. Very literal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so these stories later spread to other groups in the region and then to the West Indies, the Netherlands, Ant- fuck, how do you pronounce that? Antilles? Oh, Antilles? Sure. That sounds the Netherlands right. Netherlands Antilles. I've, um, o- I've only ever seen it written, honestly. Yeah, he, he spread to the the Caribbean and, like, Jamaica, you know, all of those places where enslaved people were taken. Weird. wonder how that happened. In the southern U.S., he is sometimes known as Aunt Nancy. I like that. Or Mr. Nancy, if you're, if you're weird like that. So, in some beliefs, Anansi is responsible for creating the sun, the stars, and the moon, as well as teaching mankind the techniques of agriculture. Uh, he also shares similarities with the trickster figure of Br'er Rabbit, who originated from the folklore of the Bantu-speaking tribes of South and Central Africa. It's a busy god. Well, yeah, I mean, you also may know Br'er Rabbit from Song of the South or Splash Mountain, which is based on stories, uh, Uncle Remus stories, which were traditional stories told by enslaved people and then collected in a book by an old white guy. As as white people tend to do. Anyway, that being said, I'm going to tell you a story about Anansi's grandmother. <laughs> One day, Anansi's grandmother died. She <laughs> she was very old. It's okay. She died a long way from home. So Anansi uh, went across the island with his handcart and got his grandmother's body and put it on the handcart and started to wheel it home. He was going to bury her by the banyan tree out back of his hut. As he was passing through town, pushing his grandmother's corpse, uh, he thinks, I need some whiskey. I would, too. No, I'm not allowed to drink anymore while we record. The original text of the story is not the original text, but the text that I found of the story was written in, like, present tense, and it was tripping my brain out, so I'm trying to translate it to third third tense. Wow. Past tense as I go, and it's not working. Regular tense? 
Yeah, yeah. good luck with that. So I'm just going to continue from here reading it like it was written because it can't be worse than what was going to happen. <laughs> uh, so he goes into the shop, for there was a shop in that village, a store that sells everything, where the shopkeeper is a very nasty-tempered man. Anansi, he goes in and drinks some whiskey. He drinks a little more whiskey, and he thinks to himself, I shall play a trick on this fellow. So he says to the shopkeeper, Go take some whiskey to my grandmother sleeping in the cart outside. You may have to wake her, for she's a sound sleeper. The shopkeeper oh, goes... Dear. Yes. The oh, shop, dear. Shopkeeper goes out to the cart with a bottle, and he says to the old lady in the cart, Hey, here's your whiskey. But the old lady does not say anything. And the shopkeeper, he's just getting angrier and angrier, for he was such a nasty-tempered man, said, Get up, old woman, and drink your whiskey. But the old woman says nothing. Then she does something that the dead sometimes do in the heat of the day. She flatulates loudly. The story has everything. <laughs> Love playing tricks on bartenders with my grandma's farting corpse. <laughs> well, the shopkeeper, he's so angry with this old woman for flatulating at him that he hits her and he hits her again. And now he hits her one more time and she tumbles down from the handcart onto the ground. Anansi, he runs out and starts crying and wailing and shouting and saying, My grandmother, she's a dead woman. Look what you did. Murder her. <laughs> There's nothing like I can't make jokes about this because what joke is better than this already amazing story? The shopkeeper says to Anansi, Don't tell anyone I done this. And he gives Anansi five whole bottles of whiskey, a bag of gold, and a sack of plantains and pineapples and mangoes to make him hush his shouting and go away. Man, good prank. Uh, so Anansi, he wheels his handcart home and he buries his grandmother beneath the banyan tree. Now the next day, Tiger is passing by Anansi's house, and he smells cooking smells, so he invites himself over, and there's Anansi having a feast, and Anansi, having no other option, asks Tiger to sit and eat with him. Tiger says, Brother Anansi, where did you get all that fine food from, and where did you get these bottles of whiskey from, and that big bag filled with gold pieces? If you lie to me, I'll tear out your throat. So Anansi says, I cannot lie to you, Brother Tiger. I got them all for taking my dead grandmother to the village on a handcart, and the storekeeper gave me all these good things for bringing him my dead grandmother. <laughs> mean. Yeah. It's not a lie. No lies now, detected. Now, Tiger, he didn't have a living grandmother, but his wife had a mother, so he goes home and calls his wife's mother out to see him, saying, Grandmother, can you come out now, for I must have a talk. Oh, my God. Is this she Tiger going to kill his grandma? His grandmother-in-law. Or his mother-in-law? Grandmother-in-law. Sorry. No, this is a mother-in-law. All right. Sorry. My bad. Anyway, so she comes out and peers around and says, what is it? And Tiger kills her, even though his wife loves her, and he places her body on a handcart. Then he wheels his handcart to the village with his dead mother-in-law on it. Who wants a dead body, he calls. Who wants a dead grandmother? <laughs> but all the people jeered at him, and they laughed at him, and they mocked him, and when they saw that he was serious and wasn't going anywhere, they pelted him with rotten fruit until he ran away. It wasn't the first time Tiger was made a fool of by Anansi, and it wouldn't be the last time. Tiger's wife never let him forget how he killed her mother. I would hope not. I feel like that gets something that gets brought up every fight. Oh yeah, you killed my mother. Well, I do have one more story since that one went by kind of fast. Let's hear it. Uh, so this is a story about how all stories became spider stories. This is like a an origin story, kind of. All like stories are spider stories in my nightmares. <sighs> Long ago, Tiger ruled the countryside because he was the strongest of all the animals. Everybody did what Tiger said to do. Everything was called whatever Tiger wanted to name it, so many things were named Tiger. Tiger Moth, Tiger Lily, and Tiger Stories. Anansi the spider was the weakest creature in the whole countryside. 
He had to tiptoe around on his eight hairy legs, walking so quietly around Tiger. Anansi thought of what Tiger had and what he, Anansi, had. Anansi did not think that Tiger should have everything. One night, when the stories were being told, the Tiger stories, Anansi thought of what he wanted from Tiger. Anansi wanted all the stories to be named after him. Spider stories. When it grew late, Anansi crept up closer and closer to Tiger. Tiger, began Anansi in his whispering voice, I would like something of yours. I want all the stories to be named after me. Spider stories. All the other animals started to laugh. The green parrot squawked, the owl hooted, and the bullfrog croaked. Then there was a sudden, silent moment as they all waited to hear what Tiger would say. Very well, have your wish, growled Tiger. All of the animals were shocked and surprised. How could Tiger give feeble Anansi his stories so easily? But Tiger was loudly clearing his throat to say more. Oh boy. First, Tiger said, you must do me two favors. Two favors from the weakest counts as one favor from the strongest, does it not? I have always wanted my own hive of bees for honey, said Tiger. You must bring me a large gourd filled with live buzzing bees. <laughs> bring me bees. <laughs> a pumpkin filled with bees. <laughs> I'm going to start requesting favors like that. And for the second favor, roared Tiger, you must bring me Mr. Snake, alive. Mr. Snake, who lives by the river near the grove of bamboo trees. I have often wanted to sit and talk to Mr. Snake, since I have heard he knows many things, but he never comes close to me. Tiger jumped from his place of honor and soon disappeared quietly into the night. As Tiger left, the other animals began to twitter and then laugh. Man, they were tweeting back then? Everyone. It's on the tweeter. How could little weak Anansi the spider capture all of those bees without getting stung? And how do you bring back Mr. Snake? Long, long, Mr. Snake. I'm definitely picturing like a big boa constrictor. So, yeah. I also sang long, long, Mr. Snake in my head to the tune of Bad, Bad Leroy Brown, the Jim Croce song. Not a song I'm familiar with. I guess you're not a 45-year-old man, so that checks out. (laughs) Uh, Spider did not hear them. He went to his house that night, thinking of a way he could first get the gourd of bees for Tiger. The next morning, Anansi woke up very early to find a large, empty gourd. After he did, he went walking through the woods. Iguana asked Anansi why he was carrying an empty gourd. Centipede asked him why he was whispering to himself. And when Queen Bee flew by, she too became curious. Queen Bee buzzed, Why are you carrying an empty gourd, Anansi? Anansi answered, Queen Bee, I made a bet with Tiger, but I am going to lose the bet. Tiger bet me that I could not tell him how many bees an empty gourd can hold. Queen Bee, what can I tell him? There is only one way, said Queen Bee. You'll have to count us while we fly inside. Then, when the gourd is full, we will fly out. That way you will win the bet with Tiger. That will do it, said Anansi. (laughs) I mean, it's so simple. It's the only way, Emily. He held up the opening of the gourd to the sunlight so the bees could see their way in. Then the queen bee gave the word, and all the bees in her hive, filled with honey, flew into the gourd. That's not how bees work, but I'm going to let that slide. (laughs) When they flew in, Anansi counted each one. Well, at least he kept his word on that part. (laughs) When the last bee flew in, Anansi corked up the opening and hurried off to Tiger. There he found Tiger at the clearing. Look, Tiger, cried Anansi. Here is your gourd of living bees filled with honey. Do you hear them buzzing? You have your your pumpkin full of angry, (laughs) angry bees. (laughs) You have your own hive of honeybees, Tiger. Tiger stared without believing what he saw and heard. Is this enough, Tiger? Or do you still want Mr. Snake, said Anansi. Of course I want Mr. Snake. The strongest has set the weakest two tasks, and you have only done one. Bring me Mr. Snake tomorrow, growled Tiger. 
Before dawn the next morning, Anansi went down to the river where Snake lived. He soon passed Mr. Snake's hole. He woke up Snake, who hissed at him. What are you doing here so early, Anansi? I might as well eat you for waking me up, said Mr. Snake. Oh, Snake, I am sorry. I came to win a bet with Tiger. I told Tiger that you are the longest animal in the world, longer than the tallest bamboo tree. He says you are shorter than the tallest bamboo tree. Of course I am longer than the bamboo tree. Can't you see that? hissed the snake loudly. Now that the sun is up, you look very, very long, but the bamboo tree looks just a little bit longer. I cannot be sure. I have lost my bet. What are you saying, Anansi? You don't know what you're saying. I am much, much longer than the tree. Cut the tree down and put it beside me and I will show you. You have won your bet. Anansi cut down the tallest tree and trimmed its branches off. He placed the tree on the ground next to the snake. Then he tied Snake's tail to the end of the tree, but the tree was longer. Stretch, Snake, called out Anansi. I want to win my bet. A snake was stretching his body longer and longer, but the tree was still longer. Anansi said, I will tie you at the middle and you can stretch even more. That's not how tying works, but okay. But at at that moment, Anansi... Also, spiders don't talk, so continue. (laughs) The spider cut down a whole bamboo tree and that's what you're worried about? (laughs) The physics of tying something to make it... uh, Continue. But at that moment, Anansi tied Snake's head to the bamboo tree. All the animals who were watching fell silent. Mr. Snake was caught and ready to be carried to Tiger. And from then on, all stories have been called spider stories. Good for him. And those are some Anansi stories. Those are very good. He's a very good guy. We might have to revisit him in the future. I mean, it's very hard to find, like, authentic Anansi stories that aren't written in, like, like phonetically in mm. the Jamaican accent. Like, it's it's like listening to or reading Hagrid talking. Oh, God, the worst. And if I tried to read that... No, well, I, I wouldn't can't. allow you. No, but I will do my best to find more. Maybe I'll even get a paperback copy of... <laughs> Anansi boys finally and has some good ones in there that would be great there's a very good one about what he did to bird and oh god what did he do to bird eh, this is a whole thing with a pot and some cooking oh boy or the one with the tar baby anyway yep that's the end of the episode cool story (laughs) bye bye we love you For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.